to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Very well, Steve. How's your week you. been? Uh, my, my week um, has been good. Yes, good week. Uh, lots of new things that I've found out, lots of new techniques I've discovered, would you believe? No, I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm talking about art, that is. Otherwise, no, it's not been bad at all, <laughs> apart, from, apart from my art. Uh, yes, coping okay. You, you are hopefully up there as well. Yeah, yeah, we're doing all right here too. Yeah, um, just as, I, as was I saying last week about DIY and garden stuff mm. and just, yeah, generally That's just right. getting things done around the house uh, and working hard. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to work harder when there's less going on in, you know, externally. Do you know what I mean? When you can't really go out and socialise so much and you kind of are mm. forced to kind of stay in more, um, you end up working more. Well, I do. <laughs> I do too. Actually, yes. Well, I think people can realise that because I'm, I am producing quite a lot more work than I did. You know, especially in the summer, we used to go out during the day and uh, out and about. Mm. And uh, well, even bef- before, obviously, all these restrictions came in. This, was it March last year? Um, we were out all the time. Mum and I were out and about. So I had to fit the artwork within that, you know, I can't do it today, we're going to so-and-so, I can't do it today. Well, now we're kind of locked up. Uh, I do a lot more artwork. I I think I've probably even doubled, I would say, because you know I'm bashing out picture after picture. You really are. You really are. And I know a lot of people out there are in the same boat of just, you know, doing loads and loads of artwork, which, you know, gets you through. So, um, especially in the colder Mm. months anyway, as well, you know, Uh, that's true. You know, it's Mm. not, it's not so bad being in when it's cold outside. Um, obviously you want to get out, get fresh air anyway, get your vitamin D, but, um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, it's not a bad thing to be doing whilst you're, whilst you're indoors, lots of creativity. Mm. Mm. So, Oh no, I'd I'd be completely lost without it. And I'm sure most people will be the same. Mm. Mm. doing art with it if you you took it away you think now what do i do mm. oh yeah um well there's lots to talk about this week um you've been busy i've been busy um a fair few things to catch up on so we'll start with a couple of new pictures that you've done sort of show people w- what you've been up to um the first one uh is a picture that you did on bastel map Grey pasta mm-hmm. mat, dark grey pasta mm-hmm. mat. Um, and I wanted, I really want to know why you picked this subject because it's it's quite impressionistic in the in the in the background. It's a mm. a real interesting approach. Um, so yeah, talk to us about this. Well, that um, is the whole reason I did it. I wanted to, I like the I love the animal. I thought it was a fantastic. I don't know, it's a hound, but I can't I can't put my name on it i'm sure people dog lovers would know immediately it's a hound but i just loved the pose it was so attractive and then i thought and of course the picture itself 
the background and so on was terrible. I mean, you couldn't use a background at all. So I think, well, if I do that, how am I going to work it out? Uh, so I kind of thought, right, well, this, this goes down my impressionist route. You have a lot, people haven't seen a few of our pictures that are still uh, waiting in the wings, so to speak. Uh, there's an elk. Do you remember the elk that I did oh, about 18 months or so ago? Yeah. Now that's still still waiting to come out. But that was that was a time when, again, it's another impressionistic picture. So, again, our members haven't actually seen too much of that. But uh, I had have had quite a lot of experience at that. So I thought, this is going to look great if I use that approach. So I did this animal, as you would, and finished it. And then I thought, okay, now what am I going to do? And it's interesting because when I was doing the video, I got to that stage and I asked people, what am I going to do now? I had absolutely no idea. The only thing I had in my head was the actual horizon line, where that was going. I knew that that would go, you know, part way up the leg. I thought that's where the horizon's going. Once you've got that established, you then know what's going to go beyond the horizon or up from the horizon, and the below the horizon, you know, where the uh, animal is standing. So that was that was a good start anyway, and uh, I just went for it, and I had no idea. I was just bashing the colours on, and when you see, the, you, you see the picture, you can see it looks great. In the end, it looked absolutely fantastic, but while I was doing it, it was looked terrible. I was going bash this and bash that, I'll change this and change that. I was in really indulging myself and enjoying myself with it. And there was a couple of times, I don't think people will probably pick it up, but the, when I was splashing the colour around the front legs, when some of the green, for instance, was, that I was putting on went onto the leg. Uh, and uh, when I'd finished it, I thought, oh, I've got some of the background stuck on the legs. And I just sort of put, put the, the white pastel on and just worked it in. I think that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a kind of thing that you can get. You kind of it's spontaneous. Well, it is spontaneous. Spontaneity, yeah, spontaneity. When you're working with that kind of approach, you're just going at it. You kind of in your head, you know what you're trying to achieve, and uh, it it's great when you do achieve it. And I was particularly proud of the background because that was completely fabricated, totally. There was nothing, no, nothing to go on at all. It must be lovely to get to this level of confidence so, to the mm. point where you can just, just go, ah, I'm just going to see how it goes. I'm just mm. going to be random, spontane spontaneous and just free-flowing. It must be lovely. Mm. Well, I'd love I'd love our members to start getting to that point because um, it, you can't you can't um, you can't describe the uh, the elation that you get when you pull it off. You know, it's one of my favourite expressions. Can I pull it off? Yes, I can. But it's confidence. Now, I've been doing it for a long time, so it's not it's not something new. But when you're doing it for people, I've got to also bear in mind that others are going to try to copy what I do and follow what I do. 
Now, I don't think anybody would be able to do that with that picture. They'll just have to, you know, let rip. But once they see it and look at it, you think, well, to get an idea of how Collins approached this, you know, a bit of sky across the back and onto the top um, left side, that was, that just came. I just thought, I want to put a bit of sky in. So I slapped a bit of blue in and slapped a bit of white in then put the trees or the impressions of the trees and the foliage. And the key to this, which is not easy to do, is to stop when you're ahead. Mm. Because when you look at it and think, oh, I don't like that, I'll change that. And then, oh, no, I don't, I'll change that. It goes wrong very quickly. You've got to be very precise. You've got to say, this is it. Okay, great. Now move on. Next bit. That's a move on and mm. so on it's a lot of discipline uh, attached to that got to be very definite with your strokes y- yes you have you've got to be free you've got to be well people can see it because i'm using uh, stick pastels for that so people will see that I- i'm just there's a lot I-, I don't show everything because it would take too long but i show all the important bits and going round the animal you've also got to remember Two, and you should have learned that by the time you get to that level, um, because it's an advanced picture, you you should already know, you know, to work dark against light, light against dark. But the lovely thing about that is the shadow at the bottom. Let me just mm. refresh my memory. I'm looking at the picture here. Yeah, the shadow at the bottom. That was again, splash, 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 splash. I love then, it. It's more like a painting, that background and foreground. It's a real combination of a drawing and a painting because the, the, the dog looks like a drawing, you know, that kind of style, that realism. And then you've got the painting of the foreground and the background, especially the the grass at the front is very impressionistic. That's right. But well, I love it. Seen, yeah, people have seen it before, but this is the kind of thing that I love to do. Uh, I mean, I really indulge myself on these pictures. They, um, they, and, and again, the focus is on the animal. That's the most important thing, the animal. But uh, there's, there's a very interesting bit in it. I, I, I won't point it out because um, people will see it in the video. There's an interesting bit where I, I think now, this, is, this area has got to be slightly changed. The people will see that when they come to the picture. And th- these kind of things... You have to make slight adjustments. I've talked about it before. When you get uh, um, certain areas, you think, I've got to make a slight adjustment there. But you've got to know what you're doing to be able to do that. So to say, this is an advanced picture, and I think people, um, all the members will love to, well, they'll obviously see it before that because they're looking at it in the podcast. But once it comes up, uh, I think they'll love to doing it. And uh, it's something that we're moving into. I'm moving into more and more now. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out uh, on the site at some point. As you said, we've still got pictures from that you completed 18 months ago that aren't even out. Um, so we've got quite a backlog. We're trying to juggle which ones to, to come first. So we've prioritized some of the more recent mm. shadow pictures uh, 
as we know people mm. have enjoyed those so we've been prioritizing some of those but uh as always if if people uh really want to see this picture um or or another picture that they've seen in the past uh, just let us know you know we're trying to pump them out as quickly as we can but there mm-hmm. is a lot there is a lot so lovely you know i i can't wait to see more pictures like that dad with more impressionistic detail uh aspects to them like the that dog picture okay i'm going to take a break from looking at your recent artwork we'll come back to the landscape in a little bit um i want to move on to some questions because i posted on our facebook group to see if anyone had any questions uh and ken did a a nice comment saying he's on question uh, he's on podcast 54 and uh and had a question about (laughs) yeah i know the first year the first year we did podcasts that was i think um and uh, uh yeah he had a question about drawing man's eyes but i think that is all on youtube but it's lovely that people are, are listening to the to the early ones uh mm. i was saying that it would be so surreal uh for us to go back and listen to those early episodes because i mean just to think of what our lives were like back then you know uh, my life particularly has changed so much it's uh crazy to think you're almost taking a step back in time you know uh nearly 10 years ago. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, uh, Anna wrote, uh, in and asked a question and she says, uh, hi, I'm hoping to try out some of the shadow pictures using the dark pastel matte paper. I had a question. If we don't have any of the white trace down paper, is there another way of getting our outline on the pastel map? Now I know you sent me, yep. you sent me a, mm-hmm. a thing that you used to do and I've posted that on the group, but maybe just, be interesting for others that haven't seen that reply how would you go about that well I, I i used to do it years ago when i had a dark paper and uh, i thought how am i going to get uh, i think it was i think i had color fix i remember seemed to have color fix it's an australian product anyway and i, I it was a dark color and i thought well how am i going to get i didn't even know that um white trace down existed i probably didn't then I don't know how long it's been out. So the only way I could do it, I thought, well, I'll rub the... I did the line drawing. Okay, I had the line drawing there. And I rubbed the back of it with um, white pastel. The the, um, pencil. You can't use chalks because it would be too uh, intense. White pastel. But I I only rubbed it in the area that um, where you can see, if you look up, you can see where the lines are, you know. Mm-hmm. So I use fairly thinnest cartridge paper to do the drawing on. And then what I did then is lay that on top of the dark paper, secured it as I in the normal way, otherwise it moves, and then very, very carefully use, um, I'd got a feeling I used a pen at that time, a biro, but anyway, you can use a hard pencil like an HB or even harder than that. And then you can draw through your lines, okay? Now, what you've got to be careful of is that you don't touch the paper. Otherwise, all that pastel goes onto the um, picture. And you mm-hmm. get a bit of a mess. So it is a bit of a messy job. But you can then get an outline by like transferring your line through that you're doing it right, and uh, then you take it off. But that is very vulnerable then 
because you've only got to blow and the whole thing will disappear. So you've got to then go over the top of that again with a sharp, preferably a white pencil or a grey pencil, whichever you like, and, and then redraw that in. Mm. And you get uh, what effectively is similar to the trace down. Mm. But it's not as easy to do as uh, trace down, unfortunately. That was a great thing. Once they introduced that, uh, that changed. Uh, I don't think the sh- I'd, I would be doing the shadow pictures now if I had to do that old method. I wouldn't do <laughs> Oh, God. Especially when you've got to show people how you did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is, yeah, go on. there's no other way, you see, because graphite won't show up on the dark papers you can't can't use it does it appear on the dark gray would it would it show up just barely i tried it and it barely yes barely i tell you what there is another way of doing that on on the dark gray pattern Matt. there is another way i've only just thought about that you um i haven't got any now but i used to have carbon you know carbon paper black carbon paper well there was a black carbon paper that was really really strong i i only used it a couple of times never used it anymore because it was too the imprint of that is too strong it's like tar it was wow really strong and you, that would probably give you a, an impression so if anybody's got any of that god they probably haven't now because typewriters and that that's all gone by the book so you can't get them the carbons as you used to you wouldn't be able to rub it out either would you um no well no well if you tried that you'd just smudge it yeah it's awful stuff oh it's awful stuff but that would work but that's the only thing i can think of that you could have used other than um the trace down won't work it's too fine it's too um light works on the darker on the mid-tone papers but not the dark papers yeah okay but there you go there's a couple of solutions for you anna and anyone out there that's uh also facing that predicament um all right we'll come back to some questions in a little bit but we'll jump on to your uh landscape that you've done now i don't know if you were talking about this i forget i have such a short-term memory no no i'm not I haven't talked about, I've kept quiet about this one. Okay. Well, the UART, you've done another UART picture. Uh, and this time it's of a landscape and it is absolutely stunning. This, um, if people are uh, listening on the, on their podcast app or they're on our website, then they can see this picture on their screen. Um, mountain ranges have been long requested from our students. They would love to see mountain ranges and I think this is one. This one is gonna please them because this is uh, amazingly, as you said, Dad. Tell 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 people the incredible thing behind this picture. I couldn't believe it when you told me. Well, well, I I, I searched the internet. I searched uh, the um, Pixabay, and, uh, and Mum found uh, another uh, free uh, um, mountain. No, it was a free. Like Pixabay, you know, free photo go, free photographs. But and I put mountains in, and do you know I couldn't find anything at all, nothing that would would do what I wanted it to do because I wanted I wanted water in it, I wanted a lake. I mean, there's plenty out there, but none that would transfer to a picture. 
Mm. So what I had to do, I found this one, and and I thought, oh, that's rather nice, but that had a terrible, um, you know, a base color, a base um, detail. So I thought, well, I can't use that. But I shelved it. Then I found another one where it had a nice lake with fir trees. I thought, well, that's nice. And then I had the idea, why don't I put those two together? Why don't I do a mounting in the background and this other one in the foreground? So I had two pictures, and I worked the, both of them together. That is amazing. Now, <laughs> it is. It's even more amazing when you think <laughs> that I had to. And then on the foreground, when I did the foreground, when I got the, the, the idea behind it, and then changed all that as well. <laughs> so so it, it doesn't look anything like the I'll, I'll send you the original picture so you can put them up yeah i'm sure people will love to see the two pictures yeah. i chose and, and how did how how do you know when one ends and one begins <laughs> you know you can i'll tell you what it was it was luck steve it, it was it was just because if you look at the two and you think well, how how did colin work out what how where to where to end one and start another one? <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. It's people won't have that problem because I should give them a line drawing with the, both of them on. So this is a completely made up place. This is two two places. Oh yes, two places. Well, not completely. Sorry, it's two places merged together. That's right. And and even the, the second one, the mountains are pretty accurate. I've got to say they were they were quite accurate. I couldn't play around with them. But the, the foreground, I know that's 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 totally different. I mean, if we knew the places, we could say, you know, the the mountains are in Canada, the Canadian mountains of this <laughs> this particular place, and then the lake in Switzerland or something. You know, that's right. It could be any, it could be anywhere. Well, it certainly isn't anywhere. <laughs> but the whole idea of this, of course, is is to put a pretty picture together and a picture together that worked as uh, um, a class picture. And, I, well, honestly, I'd have that on my wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. You really get a sense of... There's something about mountains uh, in pictures and photographs. You really get a sense of the size of them and, and, and the scale of... Especially mm. when you've got the mountains and then trees in the foreground. I think mm. that gives you that perspective and sense of... yes sense of scale that's right and the other thing about that steve you've got to you've got to work out you've got to work out your um depth your depth of field Mm. so the mountains have got to go be recessed farther away and the foreground foreground trees have got to be really strong and it all points in between there's four layers to that the first layer well five if you include the sky and there's a a distant mounting to the left hand side just a little bit now all of that that's the first level and then you've got the mountains which is the second level then you've got the trees in the sort of middle distance that's another level then you've got the ones in the front which is another level now each one has got to recede back or come forward, whichever way you look at it. And so you have to work out what colours to use and what 
base colors to use and so on. There's quite a lot of work involved in that, mm. just that alone. But I've had a lot of experience being able to do that. So I, I start with a light gray all over the mounting completely. Once the line drawing's in, that goes, the light gray. And everything is worked into that light gray. And then subsequently, the other thing I did do, um, once, once I'd finished the trees in the middle distance, I then very carefully um, used a, a gray just to sort of uh, coat those trees with the gray, giving it mm. just that little bit further distance away. Mm. Quite, quite tricky, but it was done on new art paper, which uh, is like pastel map, and it would be you'd be able to do it on pastel map as well which gives you a little bit more freedom to be able to put colours on top of colours, top on top of colours and so on. Mm. With the picture like this as well, with such uh, big mountain ranges, I, I can see um, more attention paid to the light and the shadow and where the light's coming from, because that's really what gives the mountains dimension, mm. right? Um, mm. Like, especially on the left-hand side, they're lighter and the right-hand side, you've got a real contrast there. Um, the other thing I noticed as well, you've got a cloud going behind the mountains. So, you know, that also adds a, a sort of a level of dimension. <laughs> You're laughing because the cat just came up. <laughs> the cat's trying to get onto your shoulder. Uh, it's all right. Um, <laughs> just, I was looking at the picture and then looked up at you and you are crying with laughter. <laughs> I just felt something by the side of my head and we've got a cat and the cat just wanted to be involved. Beautiful. Could have, yes, could have just said something then, couldn't you? If you just said something, you could have had a little starring <laughs> role in this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the clouds disappearing by the mountains really gives that level of dimension as well. And you just, it just takes you there. When you're looking at this yes. picture, it, I, I'm transported into the picture. I want to go there. It doesn't exist, but I want to go there. No, no, it doesn't. Well, the mountains do. Yeah. <laughs> the mountains be... are there. That's, that's pretty accurate. I, I have to be accurate with them. I'd just um, be because very I disappointed because would... I wouldn't be at the lake. No, you wouldn't be. No, there's no lakes there. As far as I could see, there was no lakes anywhere in that particular range. So it's, it was a bit ambitious of mine, really, to actually think I could put a mountain. I could create... I, like God, I'd create a mountain, then I'd create some land, and then I'd create, and, I'd put, and then I'd put a lake there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see, you have to send me these photographs. I really want to see what the actual oh, I will. places I will are do. like. Yeah. Yes, I've got them. I've got them. I'll put those up on the website. People can see how you did it. Um, fantastic. No, it's but it, stunning. It's, it's the thing, this is the thing about artwork. You've got the you can live in that kind of fantasy world, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, and you can create your own worlds as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, cool. Let's get back onto some questions then. Um, you've already mentioned this before, but Carol writes, will UART paper replace Clairefontaine pastel map, which seems to be in short supply at the moment, and being it is made in France, will we be able to get it again? Well, the good news is, Carol, we uh, we can still get past them out. The supply is still coming through to us. Um, so there's no problems. And as you've mentioned, Dad, lots of times people can use 
pastor Matt instead of the you are um, oh yes uh, yes absolutely um, there's no no problem there mm. I mean it, it's lovely to have the the, the two uh, especially in situation like we are where we can we can have um, you know uh, perhaps a little bit of sponsoring which is good yeah and uh, and a bit of uh, oh god the cat's back <laughs> i don't know if Folks. people can hear this now because the cat is literally on the desk now with me and uh, purring away <laughs> so if you hear some purrs then <laughs> it's because we have a special guest well you've got a you've got a beautiful animal there uh, i can't wait to to meet meet him yeah he's, he's a beautiful animal uh, you ought to put a picture of him up on the website <laughs> featuring so, Featuring, featuring socks socks okay yeah <laughs> um what were we talking about yeah you were saying Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt, mm. yeah and you are um well we 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 used to supply you are as we said before um but uh, you know it was tricky to get hold of uh you know especially with customs fees and things like that so i'm not sure we'll go back to stocking it perhaps we will um but i know that there are bigger art suppliers out there that are able to get it in the mm. quantities and still sell it. Um, yeah, it's all, it all comes right. with being a small business. I'm afraid you have to order large, large quantities to, um, to justify mm. the customs fees that you're going to get. Um, so not sure we'll be supplying it, but we will definitely, um, be recommending it perhaps for our U S audience seeing, you know, as how well these, uh, have gone down it might be a good option for the us and american audience or or international audience to uh to get you art instead of pastel mat and perhaps europe and britain can mm. uh can stick with pastel mat mm. um, and and sometimes uh, I, i'm not sure whether color fix is still available to the um australia i think it was made in australia okay. so pe- people in australia may be able to get color fix and if they can this would work too color fix will work because mm. that's similar that's similar to pastel mat and you are yeah mm. good um so another question that's come through on email is from shirley and she says i've heard colin recently reflecting on his vast collection of pastel pencils and naturally i'm envious but I wonder if Colin could only choose one make of pencils, would he still choose Faber Castell or would he choose Caran Dash? I'd use Faber Castell. I've I got no, you'd say no, that. No, no question about it. <laughs> Faber Castell is, and people know that because I've, I reached for Faber Castell first. Um, in this later one, the mountains one, going back to that for a moment, I used all of them. Mm. Caran Dash came in really handy. And Carbothello came in very handy because they've got some lovely greys, some bluey greys, bluer than our greys. Mm. But I did say that people could use ours, 230, 233. Um, but I was using 724 and 722 right. So in, in Carbothello. So, it, it, yes, you're quite right. It's lovely to have the whole range that I've got. And uh, it, it, it broadens the kind of work that I can do. Mm. But if I only had one, it would be Faber. Mm. Well, Shirley goes on to to ask about the light fast element that that side of them. I imagine Karen Dash are more light fast than. I don't think Faber. there's a lot of difference. I would I would say there's very little difference between them. They're all 
um, pretty light fast anyway. Mm. Mm. And it depends on the colour, right, as well. Depends on the colour. Yes, the colour. That's true. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, just see a look here, see if there's any more questions, things that I can answer. So, uh, I'll just touch upon, because I know Laura posted a, a question, because um, we are running a new, a new course, it's something that I'll be running. It's in its early stages, so just sort of... Um, testing the waters and and seeing who's interested in this but we're going to be running a new course for artists that uh, are at that level that they want to start doing commissions and it's going to be aimed at at people that are at that point where they're being asked or they are they are wanting to get down the commission road and they want to to get into that work but they're perhaps a bit nervous um sort of unsure where to start what kind of pictures can I do Uh, I've been asked this question that question how do I answer and um, also uh, approaching uh, sort of one of the biggest components of this new course is going to be dealing with mindset because it can be terrifying getting into commission work we've spoken about a lot on past podcasts dad about your experiences with commission work and it's Mm -hmm. something that we really want to help people with so um, if anyone's interested, we're, we're going to go into more detail a little bit further down the line of what the course is going to include. I won't use the pod- this podcast as a platform for talking about it. But um, so far, we've been testing the waters of, and putting the feelers out there with a select group of people that are at that level uh, and seeing how they feel about a, a course like this. I know that we've had some interest uh, in people wanting to go down the road of commissions and wanting us to sort of hold their hands through the process which we're more than happy to do uh, there's a lot involved and there's a lot we can help with um from the business side and also from the art side you know with the help of you dad and your your vast experience with doing mm-hmm. commissions there's a there's a lot we can talk about so if people are interested and they would like to know more about this course as i say it's in early stages uh, we're potentially opening it up to just a few slots at the moment because uh, there is going to be a support group um, you know, helping you through the course, each aspect of it. Um, so it's going to be a bit of time and investment from our point of view of of helping you through each say, stage. So we can't open it up to everyone to begin with. But if you are interested, um, just get in touch with us and we can tell you uh, more about it. Um, and as I say, we're going to be posting a bit more detail, a bit more um sort of uh what's involved in the course um it's going to be videos like we do at the moment um but we're going to be covering things like your mindset the types of commissions you get how how you choose the right picture um how you communicate with your customer and um if they ask you for various things dealing with multiple requests how do you get more commissions sort of the business side of things and marketing branding and also touching on how you can monetize some of your artwork a little bit further so it's really for those people that are looking at art as not just a hobby now they are looking to do uh, get paid for some commissions and sort of start growing it into a nice little business um, we know a lot of our members are already that stay at that stage and beyond now you know we've we've seen all walks of life come through our school various levels of success so this is just something we're working on um but if you are interested please do reach out because we would love to know if this is something you're interested in okie dokie is there anything else we were going to talk about what are you up to next dad what's your next venture well 
I'm going to look at Pam Pastel, Steve. Ah, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that because I did do a post on our Facebook group just recently about that. Yeah, we we got some exciting news. Um, mm. We are lucky enough to be sele- selected to be a supplier of Pam Pastels. We know a lot of people out there use them. We know that a lot of other artists use them. Um, we are potentially not going to be doing it the same way. This is something that will probably keep you posted uh, on with our podcasts. Uh, but we are lucky enough to be able to supply them. So um, if people are interested in buying Pan Pastels, and um, a lot of our students do, a lot of our students that use our shop already, soon you will be able to get hold of them. But from your point of view, Dad, the artist, um, mm. what are you thinking about Pan Pastels? Well, I'm going to be looking at uh, trying something a little different. One of the, I did want to see somebody using the Pan Pastel by using brushes actually they were makeup brushes um and she was i liked the way she did it i thought this is, sounds to be my kind of thing together with the little pads that you get as well and i've my previous experience with them has been limited simply because i prefer to use um the harder chalk type pastels but I've got to um, say that there, I think there may well be an area that I can work within, particularly as I've been working on the um, Impressionism very much recently. And I think I can work on that side of it, which you don't see much of. Some people have done it, but I don't think it's my kind of Impressionism. My kind of Impressionism is, is the old, type Monet, Renoir, that kind of thing. That has always appealed to me. So I'm going down that road rather than just slapping it on and with lots of colour. Hmm. I don't want to go down there. So I'm, I'm going to try to find my own little thing and uh, with them because people will be still be able to get them from us and they'll be able to use them in the way they already are. And a lot of them have been very successful. Uh, particularly with the backgrounds. So I don't need to do them like that. I don't need to do the backgrounds myself because people are already doing them. And if I wanted to do them, I'd use my own pastels to do it with. So I don't see that being something I'm going to be doing. So it, it's I've just got a, a, a 10 set of pan pastels. And what I'm thinking of doing is just keeping that 10 set going rather than going into the, I don't know how many they are. It's 80. Or so. Is that really? Well. Yeah, they are expensive. The full set of 80 is something, retails at like 500 odd pounds. Well, so, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> we're not going to expect people to do that. And, and I don't think we need to either. I think what I'm going to be doing is the 10 set primary colours. They've got colours in there which, um, a bit like watercolour, see, if I was looking at my watercolour range, I could find those 10 colours in watercolour. And you know with watercolour, you mix up. You mix the colours to make more colours. And so I'm going to, having had experience with watercolour and pastels and so on, I'm going to find my own niche here and produce something that I hope is going to be um, a bit special. Mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, 
what experiments you you do with them because much like watercolor you can mix it you can either mix it on the paper or you can mix it in like a palette on a piece of cartridge paper and i've seen a lot of people do that and blend and create colors the colors that they want and then put that from the cartridge paper onto their pastel paper so is a, a watercolor element to that isn't there of mixing colors there are and uh, but I, i'm always had been a bit of a purist i'd rather if i'm using pastels i'll stick to it um and i've i've in the past i've done watercolor with pastels on top of it but i don't do much of that and i haven't done much of that i prefer to use it as it's intended and the only um thing i might do and i don't know yet is to use the pastel pencil in addition to the pan pastels and i don't think that's going to be a wrong thing to do it's a bit like having stick pastels and pastel pencils together uh they work very well so as long as it's pastel i think probably i'm going to play with that a little bit but the whole idea is not necessarily to do detail work i can do that standing on my head now with the animals and the other things i do but still life also appeals to me i don't haven't done a lot of still life and we've got some coming up um but i'd like to do more and uh so you know give me time give me time to play with it and come out i'll come up with something i expect mm. uh, that that uh, is a bit hopefully a bit different mm. well we'll keep everyone posted uh, on how that's going and uh keep interacting with you all in the group uh, it's really if people are listening to this and they're not yet in our facebook group then i would uh invite them to to give it a search on facebook you should be able to find us uh on facebook otherwise drop me an email and i'd happily bring you over to the group um there's some qualifying questions before we approve your request you need to accept the group rules and say you'll be kind and respectful to everyone um but as soon as you've filled out that survey then we can approve your request and and we'll let you in because there's some wonderful discussion and lots of amazing pictures being posted in the group. Um, we're absolutely loving it. So do keep it coming. Excellent. Well, this has been a bit of a bumper episode, isn't it? I said we had a lot to talk about and, uh, <laughs> we certainly did. Um, but, uh, yeah, we hope everyone's enjoyed that. We'll be back next week, maybe with a bit more of an update on how dad's getting on with these pan pastels. Um, but in the meantime, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks dad. Pleasure. And we'll see you all next week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.